0: I stumbled across a truly stunning example of journalism yesterday in The Atlantic. The article was titled, Leave Joe Biden Alone. Biden's been a good president, but Republicans want to impeach him and Democrats want to replace him. This is where we're at now. Joe Biden has made such an atrocious mess of our country that his pet media can't even defend him anymore. They have to just beg him, beg us to leave him alone. Well, I'm sorry, we're not going to leave him alone, not while his decisions and actions are tangibly hurting, not only me, but you and everybody else. Uh, This is our country here. And you you have a responsibility to, to us to do something that is productive in the nation. If you're doing something impeachable, well, Republicans might impeach you. If you're doing something that makes you replaceable, the Democrats might replace you. That's how this works. You do not get a break from us when you're demolishing everything we've worked to build. So as far as I'm concerned, the media struggling to cover your ass is no better than this dude. Leave Benny alone!
1: Please. Stew does America.
0: placetvcom stew is the place to go. To subscribe to Blaze TV, use the promo code Stu to save 10 bucks. Glenn Beck will be here with his typically sunny disposition regarding the future of our country. We'll tell you which pitiful Democrats voted against protecting our Supreme Court justices. But we start by doing Biden's economic freefall. Ah, yes, here we are. There seems to be a decision being made here by the White House, and they are realizing We are in a little bit of trouble here. Things aren't going so well. They're pulling out all the stops, they're bribing Saudi Arabia, they're they're doing all sorts of crazy stuff to try to limit the damage. But in general, I think they're coming to a realization, a real point in this cycle where despair sets in and you know, it's it's like the five stages, stages of grief, they've reached acceptance at this point. And they're looking at this and they're saying, okay, the midterms are coming, we are going to lose. We are going to lose in a very big way. We're going to lose control of the government. So what do we do? Um, Well, maybe we be honest with ourselves. And we say, look, we're gonna lose, so let's rip the Band-Aid off. Let's go right now. Let's raise interest rates as as high as we need to. Obviously, in theory, he has no influence on this because it's an independent entity, but we know how this stuff works. And now we're seeing Jerome Powell make a big move today. They uh, announced they're going. They did a three-quarter percentage point rate hike to control inflation. Now for weeks they've been saying they've been setting expectations that it was only going to be a half a point. And then they just the other day they leaked to the Wall Street Journal, "Hey, maybe it's going to be three quarters of a point instead." And then shockingly enough, it was. This is, of course, an attempt to get inflation under control because the Biden administration now can tell you that inflation, yes, is a thing. Uh, It's not transitory. It is here. And unless they do something drastic, it's not going away for a long time. So when you do something drastic, like raise the interest rates, you start to get real pull, a real headwind on the economy. It hurts your economy. Normally, politicians do not like to do this. But in this particular case, I think they're realizing that the next couple of years are screwed. And if we want anything positive to happen in 2024, we better do this as quick as we can. So hopefully the rebound happens before then and we have a chance in the next election. Um, Now, Biden is, of course, still trotting out all of his nonsense. First of all, he's saying, oh, well, things are wonderful. I don't know why everyone's so confused here. I've added more jobs than anyone ever. Things are great. He has that. And then on the other side, It's weird because he keeps saying things are great, but then he's also blaming Republicans for things being so bad. Uh, He blamed Republicans for blocking his plan to fight inflation, which I might mind uh, remind you was to spend another three to six trillion dollars. That was his plan to fight inflation. Uh, You remember when they were talking about the Build Back Better bill? Actually, economists are telling us this is going to be deflationary. This is going to get rid of inflation. When you spend $6 trillion, inflation has nowhere to go but down. And literally no one believes this. Nobody. Uh, This is just nonsense. The only people that could get to say it were economists that used to work for the Obama administration. Um, But generally speaking, economists don't believe it, and you definitely don't believe it. The American people look at this and say, come on, we know how inflation works. This is not how it works. And we're starting to see this sort kind of echo throughout the economy right now. It's not just uh, inflation. It's not just uh, a very strange job market. It's not just supply chain issues. It's not just stocks. It's not just crypto. It's everything right now. Crypto, of course, uh, it has the highest highs and some of the lowest lows. And they're starting to feel a lot of the pain. Coinbase is laying off 18% of their workforce as executives prepare for recession and Crypto winter. Yes. Crypto winter. It's a nice it sounds it sounds fun. It's almost like nuclear winter, except uh, a little worse. Um, So this is the thing, though, and it's really frustrating to me as somebody who's been watching this for a while. If you watch the show, you may have been watching this for a while as well. We've been talking about crypto since 2013, 2014, a lot. Um, And there's a reason for it. I mean, I think there's a real future here. And we've seen kind of an interesting road. There are a lot of big crashes, a lot of big, uh, you know, to the moon sort of rise, uh, rises over the past, you know, 10 years or so. Um, Now, of course, every time the prices go up very high, what we hear is, oh, it's just a panic. It's just a mania. And then when prices come down, the media only talks about People who bought at the peak, they will find anybody who bought on the day that Bitcoin was 69,000 and say, hey, how are you feeling now? Your life is ruined. And of course, maybe, you know, look, when you make a bad investment, your life sometimes really sucks for a while. Of course, people who they covered in 2017 and 2018, they said, wow, when you bought at 19,000, you really screwed the pooch on that one, didn't you? And you know what? If those people held on, not really, even after this most recent correction, where those people who bought at the absolute peak of the previous bubble are still up. This is something that, of course, the media does not want to tell you. And I don't know. I mean, a lot of this has to come from first cyclers who have never gone through anything like this and are like panicking because when you lose a bunch of money in investment, the the general uh, the general tone and the sense, the pressure on you is to sell. You just want to get out of it. You just want to get out of it. But of course, that's never the right time to sell. There is nobody who advises you to sell low and buy high. That's the opposite of the good advice. So buying high, uh, buying low and selling high, that is a little bit more doable. And of course, should be something that people think about. And, and you, know, you, you go to crypto for a second, because we, we can go to this over the entire economy. But crypto is just the best example because the highs and the lows are so exaggerated. But it's like, has there ever been a two to three trillion dollar industry that just disappeared? Are we really talking about this? Like in 2015, I remember I bought Bitcoin for the first time. I think it was 2014. Uh, And uh, maybe it was 2013. I don't know. I think it was 2014. And I remember we bought it. I bought it. It was like $600, $650 or something like that. And I remember thinking like, okay, maybe this is going to keep going up. And you know what happened almost immediately? It went down by like two thirds. I mean, I was at $200 in no time. And it sucked. And I remember thinking, wow, that was a real waste. Of course, I tried to be intelligent about it and not spend more than I could afford to lose. Which is what you're supposed to do when you're trying something, especially when it's a speculative investment. But as we all know, Bitcoin didn't stay at $200 for very long, and has now gone up quite a bit. We're now at the point where we're looking at about 22,000 today. It's been up a little bit uh, on the day. Um, you know, if you bought at the peak of 2017, 2018, you're still up, and it's just hard to imagine a two to three trillion dollar industry going poof in the air and going away. I mean, do we have examples of this? Where, people are like, oh, tulips. Okay, tulips had one very short meteoric rise and meteoric fall. There's not a tulip industry worth $3 trillion. There weren't tons and tons of billionaires invested in tulips uh, that is just not there's a lot of love and attention and energy that has gone into this industry and a lot of people really believe in it. It's going to be hard to make it just go away. Will it go back up to those, you know, sixty nine thousand anytime soon? I don't know. A lot of people believe it will. A lot of people believe it won't. But it is, of course, still affected by the sort of larger economy. And, and this is kind of the point. You know, people go after uh, crypto. Do we have the Bitcoin chart? Yeah, here's the Bitcoin chart. It's, it's up a little higher than this at, uh, as, as I record this uh, podcast, but seven, one hundred that is down 56.69% in the last six months. And that, uh, for lack of a better word, sucks. Okay. I don't like to lose 56.69% of my money. Do you? I don't think you do. Uh, but you have to take it into sort of the you know the overall context of what's going on in the country right now. Eventually, and we'll talk about this in a second, Bitcoin, I think, winds up being a, a, a store of value, but it's still a developing asset class, and it's maybe not there yet. Um, you know, but when Bitcoin is down 56.69 percent. The Nasdaq is also down about 29.3%. And you say, well, I'd much rather be down 29.3% than I would 56.69%. And that makes a lot of sense until you realize that you were up a lot more than the Nasdaq was before that. And that's why you don't just look at something from the very highest point to the very lowest point. You have to go back and look overall. Despite all of this, what has happened in the economy the last six months? I mentioned the Nasdaq is down 293 uh, Two percent. But what about like a core tech stock, something that people use every single day, the type of thing that I don't know supports the lifestyle of the richest man in the world, or the second or the third richest man uh, in the world, Jeff Bezos. Uh, Amazon is down thirty-eight point seven percent in the last six months. I don't see a lot of people saying that Amazon's going to go away anytime soon. How about the darling? of the pandemic. Zoom. Zoom is down 40.4% in the past six months. How about Uber? One of the most core technology stocks. We were told they were going to take over the world. What about them? They're down 42.7%. Not quite as much as Bitcoin, but still really, really uh, major drops in these other stocks. So you could say, well, I'm going to be responsible. I'm not going to go into Bitcoin. Sure, I'll miss out on all those soaring highs, but I won't get those lows. But I mean, is the difference between losing 40% of your money and 60% of your money in a short period of time all that riveting to you? And by the way, that's if you chose well. If you chose Amazon and you chose Uber, well, you outperformed some other tech stocks, like, for example, Roku, which is down 60.4%, more than Bitcoin, by the way, in the last six months, or Lyft, the competitor of Uber, which is down 61.58% in the last six months. What if you bought Stitch Fix The clothing company uh, down 64.3% in the last six months. How about Netflix? Here is the core of the new economy, down 70.78% in the last six months. And of course, I know you, you know me, we're both, I'm sure just on our Pelotons all the time. We're just exercise junkies. You and I, I know, you know that it's so true. Well, yeah, that might be true, but the investment itself is is not doing so well in the last six months. Peloton is down 74.13%. The economy sucks right now. And here's the problem. You have Joe Biden, who's the president of the United States. Now he does not, of course, control the economy completely as we've been very clear about going back as long as I've ever done a show, the president is not the only person involved in the economy. But the president in this particular case has certainly not made things better and has made things worse every time he's had the opportunity over and over and over and over again. And so, when we're talking about, I mean, can you imagine what would have happened if he got that Build Back Better thing done? Can you imagine if Joe Manchin, who apparently saved all of our lives, uh, I, you know, I was very convinced Joe Biden wouldn't or Joe Manchin would not save you. But I don't know. Maybe he did in some ways. Just blocking that three to six trillion dollars of spending that the Democrats wanted to do. Just one point nine trillion put us in this sort of position with all this inflation. Imagine if we spent three, four, five, six trillion dollars more. I don't know that we'd ever recover. It's really sad. But one of the things that you hear all the time about something like, for example, cryptocurrency is the idea that, look, it's it's too unstable. You know, you, it's too risky. It's the type of thing that screws people over. People are getting scammed and people are losing all their money. They invest money one day and then a few months later, it's worth 30 percent. And that does happen. I will say, as a person who's been, you know, in these markets for a long time now, I am relatively immune to the ups and downs of it, honestly. Like, I don't even get that excited when it goes up. I certainly don't get that worried when it goes down. I look at this as a long-term opportunity. And, you know, if you're interested in that, you might see that as well. But, like, one of the things I will say to you is uh, to look at this in... Don't be fooled by the media who wants to look at these things in little tiny chunks to give you the worst case possible. Remember, this is a thing that takes power away from the government. The media doesn't like things that do that. They don't like Bitcoin. They don't like cryptocurrency. They don't like the power going away from a central centralized, controlled source. This is bad for them. They, they're never going to like it. They're never going to praise it. They're never going to say it's doing anything good. But uh, one uh, Twitter user pointed out the truth of this. How... How unstable is Bitcoin? When you look at it, maybe a little bit of a longer term option. And what exactly is its competition? Let me give this to you. It's from BTC Kaz. In 1970, $1 bought you a burger. In 1995, $1 bought you a bag of chips. In 2022, $1 doesn't seem to be able to buy you a pack of gum. But yet people say, no thanks, I'll pass on Bitcoin, it's too volatile for me. Currencies need to be stable. Yet on the other hand, in 2010, 10,000 Bitcoin bought you two pizzas. In 2016, 100 Bitcoin would buy you a car. In 2022, 10 Bitcoin can buy you a house. If that's the picture of an unstable currency, then please, Give me more instability. We spent a lot of time talking about inflation and how it's hammering the stock market. It's hammering crypto. It's hammering pretty much everything right now. Uh, So your savings are worth less because of the inflation. Now you have less money as well in your account. Uh, one of the assets that's held up really strong, and I guess this shouldn't be a surprise to people, is gold. Uh, so many of these assets have dropped off the market, or off, the, off the map, where gold has not. Gold has held its value really well in this downturn. And Birch Gold is the company that I trust to help convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold and silver. Uh, with Birch Gold, you can help fortify your savings with precious metals. They will help you do it in a tax sheltered account. All you gotta do to get information on this is text Stew. My name's Stu, S-T-U, to 989898 to get started. Uh, Amazon, and what did we just do? Amazon is down, let's see. I mean, we're going, we just went through these. Amazon is down 40%, was it? Yeah, here we go. 38.7 percent. Uh, uh, Zoom is down 40 percent. Roku's down 60 percent. Netflix is down 70.8 percent. All of these stocks have been hammered recently and somehow gold has held up. Well, it's held up because it's been around for a long time. And this is where people go to 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 store their value and to fight against inflation you can text Stu to 989898 get your free no obligation info kit on gold from birch gold they are the precious metals professionals text Stu to 989898 and secure your savings now with birch gold i'm joined once again by glenn beck his newest special coming up at 9 p.m eastern that's right after this show if you're watching on blaze tv tonight it's pathway to servitude the traders who created the global supply crisis don't miss it glenn how's it going Uh,
1: Very good, Stu. We've got uh, quite a show. I'm just uh, going over some of the scripts um, and uh, they are uh, it's quite amazing information today. And if you think that the high gas prices and uh, uh, and the inflation and your house and everything else if you think this is bad now just wait until everything is implemented we did some more homework on it and this has been in place since obama got into uh office and biden is really just polishing it off uh and i i will tell you the i'm up here at our ranch and so i'm just hanging out with the farmers and everything else i talked to a guy who's been a dairy farmer his whole life Uh, He's probably, I don't know, 65, 70 years old. And uh, he said, uh, I I can't I can't do it anymore. He said the regulations and everything else that are happening. I can't afford to do what I've done my entire life. And a lot of people are um, quite nervous about what's happening to our farmland and Bill Gates. And and uh, he's now the largest owner of farmland in the world. And, uh, gee, why would he be doing that?
0: Mm. Yeah, because, I mean, it does seem like we are up against something here. Um, I think one of the most fascinating parts of watching this all develop is we all see it hitting average people. We see people complaining about the gas prices. Everybody I think you talk to, this is this is by far their number one concern is inflation in in the economy. And yet the approach from the White House is just this is the best economy we've ever seen. I've I'm setting records for how many jobs I'm adding. Uh, the everything's incredible. They were up until just the other day bragging about the stock market, and now they've you know lost all those gains. What is what are they trying to do with this approach?
1: You know, I I, um, heard a clip of the president say when he snapped at the AFL-CIO speech he gave a couple of days ago. And he said, I'm tired of people saying that, you know, what we're doing is causing this inflation and overspending is the problem. He said angrily, we're saving people's lives here. We're changing lives. And uh, for most people, they found it really weird and off-putting. I found it uh, really weird, off-putting, scary, and also telling. Um, what he's saying there is, we are moving forward, and we're going to change everybody's life. And you just won't wait. You just want things the way they are. But this is a very difficult process, and uh, you know, changing out of fossil fuels is not going to be easy. So shut the pie hole. I don't want to hear it anymore. It
0: was quite telling the fundamental transformation of the United States of America. And it seems to be mm-hmm. being continued here by the Biden administration. Uh, have you seen an impact on just regular people? I mean, you talk to, I mean, because I think obviously I can see you're a regular person by your Nantucket uh, sweatshirt um but i, I would assume <laughs> you also uh occasionally engage with the with the lesser people are you noticing uh are you noticing like real panic cuz i feel like i am i mean the parents that i talk to uh the, the the people who you know you interact with on a daily basis they're just like i i can't do i'm nearing the point in which i can't like go to work on a daily basis
1: i will tell you that um several times now uh i have roll down the window of my car and somebody else has said, excuse me, do do you have any gray Poupon? And (laughs) I have said, yeah, but it's so expensive. I'm going to have to keep it myself. No. um, I I talked to people. I was just with about a thousand people last night and uh, I just took questions from the audience and they are more concerned with, at least in this section of the audience, they are, more concerned with um the direction of the country and stopping what's coming than they are with gas prices and and inflation but i can tell you they they don't know much how, how much longer they can hold out um i mean people are putting it on their credit card right now and that doesn't go very far uh and you don't want those high interest credit cards and honestly i told you uh monday i had to drive down to uh park city for a for a show and we took the truck and that was diesel and i was driving behind the truck and because they were bringing a bunch of the stuff and um it's you know it's just a regular what is it a i don't even know it's uh i don't know it's just a regular ram truck and um we're taking it down we filled it up before we left and my eyes about fell out of my head and then we got there two and a half, three hours later and the guys, they had to go to the bathroom, but I didn't know that they pull into a gas station and they're pulling towards the pumps. And I'm thinking, I'm almost in a panic. (laughs) Wait a minute. What, you know, and I'm not the, I'm blessed enough not to be, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. If I'm feeling that way, I can't imagine what the average American is. This is why we've said for a very long time, prepare, have food storage, go and buy right now, because if you think it's bad now, it's only going to get worse. Um, Go and buy uh, anything that's on special two for one if you can find it buy the second one and keep it if they're having a special on something buy two and keep the other one for when things get really dicey
0: because i think that's going to be starting um this fall Uh, let me talk about the with you about your art show i was out there for it uh on friday last week tons and tons of of listeners and watchers of Blaze TV great were people. there really cool people i mean i i really I realized when when i was out there how much i missed that I and mean, we since covid we haven't I really know. had many gatherings if any and it was great to just kind of mm-hmm. see people and connect with them are you liking that
1: oh i'm loving it mm. i'm loving it i did a i did a speech around here um just last night i had the art show um, I'm doing another charity speech. Um, I don't know next week. I think, and I, I just love it. I uh, because unlike uh, unlike every other place that you can go, um, that is not a small town. Um, the The people here are just good salt of the earth. I mean, I'm living in a town of what I think. Forty-three, something like that. Uh, it's a very small town, and you know the next town over, the big town, is five thousand people, and they just have a—they have a spirit to them that they know who America, uh, you know, they know what America is, they know who Americans are, um, although they're beginning to question that, and they know that they are part of the solution. I mean, it's it's really uh, tremendous to watch. Yeah, it
0: was really cool to and see And be people. around. It's, it's infectious. Uh, glenbeckart.com, if in case people want to uh, check it out. And, and you can get, I mean, you can buy the very expensive paintings, but you also have prints and other things that you can you can get there if you want to be uh, a yeah, part of that. Yeah, you
1: can't get any of the... Uh yeah, you can't get any of the originals, and the, uh, the, this season stuff is not up yet. You can still find that at parkcityfineart.com.
0: Okay, check that out. Um, uh, before I go, a couple of personal questions for you. Uh, number one, you are living the green dream right now you are in you're at your ranch you don't have access to normal electricity grids here you are surviving on solar power and i don't know what other green stuff you got going on what is it like is it working how is life
1: so uh, i'm going to be real frank with you it's taken me 10 years to get the power stable okay 10 10 years years uh huh. And about half a million dollars. Oh my God. Um, to get it all stable and working because there's no power line running anywhere around here for miles. So everything has to be done. Um, we've had to go um, and look for, I was talking to, I don't have air conditioning uh, and it gets hot here in the summer. Um, we have swamp coolers because that, you know, can't, we, we can't draw too much energy. Um, we uh have to have a smaller than we would like refrigerator because it draws so much power um and we have the deluxe now uh even with the deluxe when the whole family is here i'm here right now so i can um you know i can leave the lights on you know at night or whatever but when the whole family is here and we're we're using electricity um it's still dicey. Uh it, it's not ready for prime time. At least at least at a price anyone can afford. I just talked to um my ranch manager who said, Glenn, I think we should get one more uh one more solar array and perhaps another battery. There might be some more transformers. And I said, you gotta be kidding me. How how much how much and he's like Uh, it'll be between 30 and 90,000. And I'm like, when the electricity goes and people have brownouts, you're not going, I am at a place to where I'm I've state of the art. And there is a difference in my life here. A big difference in my life. When the average person uh, has to have solar or wind, Uh, I'm telling you right now, they're going to lose their mind. They Mm. will lose their mind. Um, It's it's I have to have ovens that are different because of the power draw and they suck. It's very, very different and not ready to transition your life into anything that you would really recognize as,
0: oh, this is just the same. In fact, it's better. Mm. No, it's not. All right. And I'm glad you uh, last one here for you. I'm glad you brought up transitioning because uh, you're up at the ranch. uh, You're up there on these long these long trips um, uh, and uh, you're constantly raising money for kids charities. Uh, I saw the way you were dressed on the radio program this morning. Are you transitioning into Don Imus?
1: (laughs) oh i wish because then i would deserve to be in the uh the hall of fame i prefer (laughs) kevin costner oh okay uh my wife really yeah she really likes beth and i really like kevin
0: costner so yeah i mean hey if the hat fits wear it yeah i i see more i'm gonna say i see more similarities with Don Imus, but that's just me, you know, just looking from a distance uh, here. <laughs> Although I will say, you're going to have to. get you, I mean, you are married to a much younger woman, um, and uh, she seems to be eating healthy. So at some point, she's going to approach you with some healthy eating plan, uh, which eventually ends in your death. Mm. So you should be aware that that the Imus <laughs> thing does not end well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, thank you. You're welcome, thank you, Stu. <laughs> Glenn Beck, new specialist, <laughs> halfway to servitude. The traders who created the global supply crisis is coming up next 9 p m eastern here on Blaze TV. Make sure to subscribe to Blaze TV. It's the best way to watch blaze tv.com/stu and enter the promo code stu you'll save 10 bucks you get this great back to back Stu Does America into Glenn TV every single Wednesday. Thanks for coming on the show Glenn, back in a second. Let me tell you a little bit about capitalism at work. America continues to be the greatest country in the world, sure, in no small part, due to our capacity for innovation. Take Coca-Cola, for example. They're teaming up with the good people at Jack Daniels for a new product launching soon, Jack and Coke in a can. I mean, you know, this is, uh, how does this not happen already? Uh, you know, we may be looking at a four loco situation all over again. That didn't turn out well, if I remember correctly, but that's what freedom does for you the combination, the freedom to get absolutely wrecked from a single soda can. I will say, it's kind of like the combination of uh, mustard and mayonnaise, or mayo stirred or mustard mayonnaise. Um, and then you have to combine those two into something else. But the bottom line is, if, pouring two things into a cup is way too much work. You need it to just be done for you. I hope this particular innovation arrives in haste because, well, specifically because I want it to be here before July 8th. Why? Because that is the exactly Uh, the exact date of the freedom-honoring invention that I want on, yes, the 500th episode anniversary, Power Hour. Every year has been a little sloppier and a little louder than the year before, and I think some Jack and Coke cans could really push this one to the next level. And here's the great part. You can witness it in person for yourself. Yes, we're inviting fans uh, of the show within driving or preferably Uber ride distance of the Mercury Studios in Irving, Texas, to join us on set as we commit unspeakable Unspeakable acts of debauchery and capitalism. Your time is running out, though. This is the final week to submit your name and information for consideration as an audience member. So, if you haven't applied yet, now is the time. It's free, by the way. We just want you to come hang out. Join to uh, go to uh, stewdoespowerhour.com. Fill out the form. We'll be reaching out to selected fans soon. Stewdoespowerhour.com. Jack and cokes in a can may or may not be available for consumption. Father's Day is coming soon. When is Father's Day? Do we know? Anyone know? It is this weekend? Mm -hmm. Okay, this weekend. Wow. That's that's pretty impressive. I'm going to get some great stuff this weekend. Maybe I'll even get great socks or a great wallet. Or I don't know. A uh, great belt from Grip Six. Grip Six has great stuff for your dad, for you, for your dad, for any guy that you love. Um, check it out, uh, gripsix.com. Uh, and if you go there and you can kind of see this stuff in action, you can see it's, they have, you know, these wallets are different. They're made from American sourced leather and aluminum. They have a lifetime guarantee. It's the best Father's Day gift you can come up with. Go to gripsix.com 6com Stu and use the code Stu to save 40%, 40% right now. Grip the number six.com. Slash stew These are wallets that I mean look at them they're really cool they have the, you know some of them have these loops on them so you can kind of pull them out of your pocket really easily soars the car it's not like a George Costanza wallet you know you're not going to be sitting unevenly on your seat because it's in your back pocket grip the number 6com do get an incredible 40% off today at gripsix.com/ stew So we have this really obvious thing that should be done, which is protect the lives of the Supreme Court justices as they're doing these complicated and controversial decisions. Everybody agrees with this In the Senate, it passed 100 to zero. So, I mean, it's not a controversial thing. Of course, obviously, there are 27 Democrats who voted against it. And we have the names here. And what I would say is it's basically the squad... And squad adjacent people. Uh, you know, we've got Corey Bush. I'm not going to give you every name, but uh, Corey Bush is in there. Uh, you got Pramila Jayapal, uh, Barbara Lee, you got Brenda Lawrence, you got AOC in there, you got Ayanna Presley in there, you have Rashida Tlaib, and of course, Maxine Waters, who is. Uh, She's literally making speeches about how you should harass people that she doesn't like in politics. So, obviously, she doesn't want the Supreme Court justices' lives to be, uh, to be protected. It gets in the middle of her fun games. So, understandably, Maxine Waters on that list as well. It did pass 396 to 27, however, and uh, so... You know, not only Supreme Court justices, but also their staff. Uh, is, it's important that they're protected. These are, uh, you know, we're in a weird time, and we need to do something about this. Now, of course, many people on the left don't want these people to be protected. 27 in Congress, a lot more on Twitter, uh, just in case you were wondering. Um, Republican Myra Flores won the House seat in South Texas. Is it the first GOP win there in 150 years? Uh, which is pretty amazing honestly there's an 85 percent hispanic uh, county in texas and she won it uh pretty easily actually one of the things that's interesting about this is it's very short term so the democrats now we don't know if this is them saying well we can't win this or if they were making a just a dollar for dollar bottom line sort of financial decision but because of the way this is a special election, it only goes until November. So she'll only have this seat from now until November or at least now until January, with an election in November. She'll have to run for re-election uh, then. And in between now and then, the district changes. So it goes from a Democratic plus-five district to a Democratic plus-17 district. Now, she wound up winning this race yesterday by, I think it was eight points. So a 13-point swing, a Democratic you know, five-point favorite in a normal time. A Republican won by eight, a 13-point swing. That's not enough to cover what will be a 17-point Democratic lean in her new district. However, as an incumbent in a Republican potential wave election, she may very well have a chance to win that, but it's going to be a lot harder in November to win than this one was. And the Democrats kind of stayed away from it. They didn't put a lot of resources into that particular race. Uh, Elon Musk uh, was asked what he would uh, do when uh, he's voting for president in 2024. It's an interesting question because no one has announced they're running yet. So I don't know how he's supposed to answer that exactly, but he kind of did. He said he was leaning toward DeSantis, Ron DeSantis. And it's interesting because here's a guy. This is the perfect example of everything that the Democrats are doing wrong right now. If you were a Democrat, you'd be so frustrated with this. Now, I am not frustrated with this. I want them to continue. I told you this yesterday when we were talking about the gun legislation. Chris Murphy's approach, which was basically go and try to find the low hanging fruit that both sides could agree on. I don't like that approach because it might work. Uh, And I don't like what they're doing with these bills. There's a lot of people who can be won over on the Republican side. There's a lot of people without principles or spines over there. So I don't want them to be appealed to in that way. I want them to be appealed to in the way AOC does it. When AOC comes to the table, she just calls all of her political opponents and the people she's supposed to be negotiating with murderers. I mean, literally, she called Ted Cruz a murderer. Do we remember this? Uh, You you tried to get people to kill me was her analysis of the January 6th incident after Cruz was trying to be nice to her. The bottom line is, you know, she's a complete disaster. And that's exactly who I want representing the Democratic Party, because I want their ideas never to go and get into uh, into practice because they don't work and they hurt the country. So. Yes, I really don't want them to be successful, and I want them to take on the AOC approach. Now, Ron DeSantis is saying, like, look, here's the basic stuff. You know, we, we, we can agree on some basic things. You know, he's going to lean towards smaller government, of course. He's going to lean towards uh, conservative values, but things like. You know, preventing first graders from learning about uh, all sorts of, you know, transgender issues is not something that's a Republican philosophy. This is basic common sense to almost everyone that isn't in the media. And so uh, Elon Musk is saying, you know, he likes the business side of Ron DeSantis, likes the way he's calling out wokeness all the time and say he's leaning towards Ron DeSantis. Also, uh, Anthony Fauci, who we have not talked about on the show in quite some time, very proud of us. But I thought we would mention this. He did test positive for the vid. Yes, yes, Anthony Fauci, who was wearing 19 masks at all times, somehow caught COVID-19. Now, I will leave it to my friends here at The Blaze to uh, dive into this one in a, in a more, uh, in, a deeper, in a deeper way, because they're going to have a lot of fun with it, okay? But what I will say is, do we ever get to the point where I don't have to announce whether I got COVID or not? Why am I still seeing people tweeting? I got COVID. Please. Hey, everybody. I got COVID. I'm either vaccinated or unvaccinated. And whatever I believe before today, this sure reinforces that belief. OK, I got it. Why do I I don't need to hear about all your weird health things. OK, don't tell me when you have IBS and don't tell me when you have COVID. I don't need to know anymore. That's that. There was a time like I remember when Tom Hanks got covid and it was like, holy crap, really? Is he going to die tomorrow? And we all were like, oh, my gosh, this is a big story. How long do we have to endure this? Do I really need to hear every time? I don't hear people whether they get test positive for the flu. I don't hear when they test positive for all sorts of crap. But I have to hear about every time that test positive for COVID. I don't need to hear about your your health stuff anymore. Tell your doctor, tell your family, stay out of the same room for with, uh, from them for a couple of days. Maybe stay home from work, play some video games, get the Xbox going, Anthony, you know, play some, uh, play some, uh, I don't know, uh, play some freaking video games, sit back, chill a little bit. But you really, I mean, you don't need to tell us. Don't tell us. What, uh, what your digestive system is doing. Don't tell us if you're vomiting. Just leave us out of your health. Thanks. If you're watching the show on YouTube, click like right now. Make sure you subscribe to the show as well. And if you're on podcast, subscribe there as well. Rate and review the show. We do appreciate it. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. I have to know. Please, for goodness sake, please tell me what kind of vehicle you're waiting on. As a gearhead, I have to know. It's been 10 months, and I will tell you this. You'll know what kind of vehicle it is when I run you over in the parking lot with it. Okay? That's how I roll. I roll right over you. That's how it works. Uh, YouTube, uh, you can check that out as well. We do really appreciate it. Um, Dragon Lady writes, a day with Dan Andros is always a good day. Eh, I hung out with him a lot. That's not necessarily true. Um, And hell yes, as a member of the LGBT or the LBGT community, I despise Pride Month. I feel like I definitely would be in that boat uh, if I happened to be in that boat. Uh, Brett writes, algorithmic engagement comments. Keep up the great videos. Yes, always type algorithmic engagement comment when you post a comment. So I know, you know, you're in on the thing. We're manipulating the algorithm robots together on YouTube. And Laura writes, you are the funniest person in the thing. <laughs> I've always wanted to be. Well, I've always wanted to be the funniest thing in the person. But now I'm the funniest person in the thing. Okay, let's do a, okay, here's what happened before we leave. There's been this long-term debate over a small island between Denmark and Canada. And this has been going on for a long time, 49 years. They were going to draw a, uh, a, a barrier between the two uh, countries down this one area near the North Pole. And they kind of couldn't decide who, who owned this island. So they said, ah, we'll figure it out later. So over the 49 years, people kept going back from, like, Denmark, and they'd post a Dan- Danish flag on the island, and they'd leave a bottle of whiskey there, and they'd leave, and they'd say, this is Danish territory. Then the Canadians would come back and take the flag out, And they put in some Canadian bourbon or something, I don't know, and they'd bury that there. And there'd be all sorts of alcohol there and flags. That was basically what it was. It was kind of became a cute little tradition between the two countries. Well, now they're solving that. There's no more territorial dispute here, boys and girls. No, no, because they're going to divide it down the middle and give half of it to Denmark. And half of it to Canada. And the part that really stuck out to me is the, they say uh, we're showing other countries how territorial disputes can be resolved. What we're saying to President Putin is we have the best way to settle disputes by giving half the land to, to Russia. I, I don't think Ukraine would be happy with that outcome.